This is the MDRT Podcast. Hosting your own podcast can teach you a lot about effective communication. So can specializing in working with clients going through divorce. During a Zoom conversation in September 2022, Renee Hansen, Private Wealth Advisor, Scottsdale, Arizona. Sandro Forte, CEO of Forte Financial, London, UK. Shared what their unique experiences taught them about what to do and not to do when pursuing open dialogue with clients. Well, anyone at MDRT who knows me knows I'm always putting my foot in it because that's just the way I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. I tend to engage my mouth before my brain, but hey, that's what makes me me. The reason for the podcast was not anything to do with my day job. It was nothing to do with financial planning. It was born of a desire to try and pass on the messages, those lovely anecdotes that I was discovering when I was meeting some of my better known clients, the, the successful entrepreneurs, for example, And they were sharing these amazing stories about how they'd achieve success or overcome life challenges. And I mentioned to my son, Tom, I'm going to take all of these lovely anecdotes and I'm going to put them in a book. And he held his head in his hands and he said, Dad, that's so old school, writing a book. You know, who writes books anymore? You've got to do a podcast. And I said, well, if you could start by telling me what a podcast is, I'll gladly consider it. That was three years ago, I'm ashamed to say, because everyone would expect me to know what a podcast is or was. So I go to my first client who was a Paralympic athlete. She was the most decorated Paralympic athlete in British history at the time. And I just said, look, you know, do you mind if we have a half hour conversation and we record it? And I just ask you a few questions and we don't have a script. We don't have pre-prepared questions. We just imagine we're down the in a bar with a glass of wine or a beer and we just have a conversation, just an authentic conversation like you and I, Renee, are having now and see how it goes. And she said, yeah, that's fine. So we have this conversation. And long story short, 210 guests and exactly three years later, and the thing is still going. 131,000 subscribers from 49 countries. I mean, the whole thing is just taken on a life of its own. I think the reason why it's become popular, and I will talk about the benefits to my business as well, because Here's what I've learned from running these podcasts, which were an authentic desire to communicate these amazing messages of kind of hope, I guess, to lots and lots of people from lots and lots of countries. I wanted these guests to share the fact that they were, when all was said and done, cut of the same cloth as all the rest of us. I remember a young man, he was 18 years old at the time, suffered from a condition called neurofibromatosis, which is a rare, I learned, condition where cancerous tumors grow spontaneously throughout the nervous system. So he was blind in one eye, deaf in one ear, had three inoperable tumors on his spine, one in his brain. And the prognosis for this young lad is is not good. He was the most philosophical, down to earth. He just seemed so free. And I learned that when he wasn't training to be a Paralympic athlete, because that's what he aspires to do to get to Los Angeles, he was teaching younger children to swim. And when he wasn't doing those two things, he was stacking shelves at his local supermarket to help his mum and dad with the medical bills. And what I learned in this journey was that people love to talk about three things, themselves, their problems, and their pleasures. Those are the three things. And two things came out of the podcast, apart from great visibility for my business. One was An amazing number, almost an alarming number of conversations pre or post podcast where the guest would say, by the way, I know you do this during your day. You know, I know you run a financial planning business. 
can we have a conversation? And I never, ever led with the thanks for being a guest. By the way, let's have a conversation because that would be very disingenuous in terms of getting them on the podcast. But of the 210, I've taken on 47 as clients, which is, I think, an amazing number. Bear in mind, these are all people that have achieved pretty extraordinary things to a greater or lesser extent. And I also learned that people just like sharing pain, you know, because I think that you can share this openly in a way that's meaningful and positive for others, because what it does is it makes us feel that we're not isolated. It makes us feel, Renee, that we're not alone in our struggles in life, that some of the most successful and success, let's be clear, is different things to different people. There's some perspective needed here, because for this young man, success was about living to the next day. For another guest, success is about winning the eighth gold medal. You know, so success is relative. Let's be clear about that. But people love talking about their failures almost as much as they love talking about their successes. But when all said and done, and this goes to the heart of what we do, I've mentioned visibility, but I've also mentioned communication. When we communicate effectively, we give people license to share their inner workings, their life, the way they feel about things, the way they deal with life, the great things that life offers up, but also some of the challenges that it presents as well. And one of the most fulfilling things that I have done is had a podcast that's run for three years because I have learned so much about other people, myself. I've developed, I think, a new skill set around communication. And hopefully it will go on for a while yet, even though it's very time consuming, uses up an awful lot of resource. But goodness, it is one of the best things I've ever done. I can share a story that led me down to becoming a certified divorce financial analyst. We all go through the questions when we sit down. It's a little chit chat. Where are you from? How long have you been married? And I remember asking this couple, no, how long have you been married? And he says, 16 years. And I said, that's great. I said, and what do you do? And they shared what they did. And I said, tell me about your kids. And she speaks up and she says, well, we have a 14-year-old. We have a 12-year-old. And he has a one-year-old. And it hit me. And I was silent for far too long. So the tension was there. He made the facial expressions and then tried to explain it away. And I realized that this was a divorce in the making. And that's when I got my certified divorce financial analyst. And what I discovered is that we have to be as careful in our communication on how we ask questions as much as is how we deliver the information. And that's what's led me to this specialty, not that I'm the only one that does it, but working with particularly women in transition, whether it's a woman going through divorce, uh, experiencing widowhood, change in career. I've taken it to the level that brings me just ahead above other professionals that have the same niche, that I'm not the only person who works with women in transition. But I also expand on that. I provide educational courses through a local charity. It's called Fresh Start, so that I help people understand the process of divorce, the steps in divorce, the educational component. Sandro, that you mentioned is so critical for people, that first step. I began with the organization Women in Service and Hope, and that was, of course, a commitment for contributions to St. Vincent de Paul, as well as time, as well as ambassadorship. My ambassadorship led to, this is now our fourth 
annual Affinity Wealth Advisory Group, Dignity Drive. Dignity Drive, which I wanted to call, and you'll understand why in a minute, Brazier's Bazaar. And it is about collecting new and gently used bras for women exiting homelessness. In our community, the demand is about 150 a week. So they have dignity to go to an interview. This then led to bringing women together. St. Vincent de Paul just now set or just appointed a female CEO, first time in its history. So that led me to create a whole list of other successful women in the Valley, inviting them to celebrate from the heart, not about getting new business, celebrate from the heart, a woman who has been successful. It's easy because I'm a woman to do so, but not impossible for a man to take the same role. Don't believe for a moment that it's just a female thing. And that's led to people calling back and saying, this is fabulous. Thank you for the invite. So it's always about working in your niche, expanding that, making sure that you're working authentically. In the situation where the wife said he has a one-year-old, If you had another chance at that, how would you handle it differently? What should you have said, and what did you learn about communication from that experience? Yes, I'll go back to being authentic and labeling things, which is, that sounds like that was an experience in your life. Tell me how you're feeling about it right now. I would go right into it. You can go with that. If you're afraid approaching that, just say, well, I would imagine that that was a difficult time. How do you think I can help you with that? right? Referring it back, just bringing it back on, letting them communicate what's going on. And don't forget to let both parties talk. Because, you know, sometimes I can't imagine there isn't a single listener that hasn't been a therapist in their office, right? I have been accused of being the best marriage therapist they've ever had. And I can't imagine that there isn't a single person on here that has said, oh, yeah, I know you're thinking of the case right now. And that's where you can actually bring people together. Not that you can be a marriage counselor, but you can help them understand the financial component of the tension in their family. If they decide to stay together, terrific. Help them work together financially as well. So I think there's a number of ways that you could take that on, which is going back to, then how do you think I can help you through this and other things you might experience in your life? How do you think I'll play a part in in bringing you together financially. Think about the things that you can say and how you can comfortably deliver it. But it was awkward. I was too young in my career to be able to set that apart, which is where these podcasts like Sandro's helps people understand more, bring more to the table, be a better advisor, be a better person. And and MDRT is all about that. And I think I would add one thing to that, Renee, and again, beautifully articulated. I've spoken to 210 people. And because I don't have any pre-prepared material other than an introduction, I am inevitably going to ask some insensitive questions, questions that are born of ignorance, a lack of knowledge, for example, a lack of empathy, because we're not perfect. These things happen. I think what I would say there is that sometimes when we deal with subject matter that makes us feel uncomfortable, that word authenticity, but also vulnerability, there's nothing wrong with being a financial planner with your own set of vulnerabilities. So if people talk to me about something that is clearly quite painful or difficult, whether it's bereavement or an illness, and it makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm quite happy to say, look, I'm, you know, forgive me, but you know, I've been through a bereavement. This brings back a lot of men. Feel free to tell me as much or as little as you want. So you give them license to kind of control the flow and the depth of the content. They go as far as they want to go rather than us try to coax 
too much information when they clearly don't feel comfortable. And that isn't an experience thing. That's an instinct thing again. But sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable. Sometimes it's okay to say, I really don't know what to say next. Forgive me. Uh, Give me a second to collect my thoughts. Is there anything that I should be asking you? Because I'm kind of a bit stuck. People love that because it it tells them something about you as a financial planner. Financial planning isn't about the certificates on your wall. It's about who you are as a person. And being vulnerable is a great quality to have. Sandra, I was thinking the very same thing. And then you led right into it. You're spot on. Just spot on. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.